Hey, welcome in. This is a podcast, Builder vs. Buyer, and I'm the host, Adam Steiner. Um, for those of you watching on the YouTube side, we're just watching, we just launched a YouTube channel. Ooh, get through those words, that's fine. Um, you will see I have a new co-host. His name, <laughs> my dog. His name is Tony Cairo, and Tony and I go way back. Um, so when I started my home design career, Tony started on at the same company about the same time, right? Yeah. Started really early on. Um, we are just young punks coming out of high school, college, and um, Tony started as the warranty guy, and he's still the warranty guy. Um, still am, yeah. Yeah, director for warranty <laughs> at Steiner Homes, local company here. Uh, it's my parents' company, actually. Um, and so, yeah, I'm the one designing houses. Tony is the one fixing all the crap that I... <laughs> screw up <laughs> yes quite, quite that is correct at times. um so i thought it would be fun um just to be transparent with the podcast like i don't know it, i've definitely slowed for people that have followed the podcast they notice like i haven't released an episode in a couple months and i i felt like i needed a a kickstart a jump start to really get back in and excited about it and i think I think having Tony as a co-host will be awesome. Tony is extremely knowledgeable in the building um, process, just how things go together and how to fix them when they go wrong. Um, you've seen probably every <laughs> every situation that's gone wrong, which I've, I think is... I've seen a good amount. Yeah. Good amount, yeah. <laughs> which is probably even more valuable. Um, so yeah, and then my experience on the front end, I think would be I think it'd be a good mix, be fun here. So, yeah, man. Um, Thanks for having me on. I love it. Thanks for being here. <laughs> so we're going to try a test run. I had Tony agree to eight weeks with me. Um, so we're going to try and do a weekly episode for the next eight weeks There's here. There's no contract that's been signed, though. So. Yeah. So we, we really need you <laughs> podcast listeners to reply and comment and show us that you love us. And we're going to start a YouTube channel, um, be builder versus buyer on YouTube. Um, and yeah, let's get into it today. I want to talk about, so Tony and I have both built houses. I designed all of them. Uh, I built two, Tony built one. Um, (laughs) And we have just lived in stuff that we've built and or designed. Um, And I wanted to just get our thoughts and feedback on that process. What did you like? What didn't you like? So what was the dumbest thing you did in your house? Go. Uh, I would say that I made it too small. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I went toward, towards more of the frugal, you know, trying to like make the mortgage as low as I could possibly make it. Yeah. And I remember that. Yeah. At that time, my mindset was, you know, the cheaper the mortgage, the better, which is obviously a good thing. But having five kids, a wife and a dog, 1600 square feet was, it is a little bit, it was a little bit tight, but we do manage, you know, we, we make it, we make it work for sure. But I would say that I'd probably add another three to 400 square feet. And then I'd probably be both oh, levels oh. or just the, the upstairs. Like probably, it, probably the main level. Yeah. The main level, the kitchen and the, the great room area where we gather the most. Yeah. Cause, Cause I, sleeping is sleeping, you know? Right. I know the kids complain about their bedrooms being too small, but they don't really hang out in their bedrooms. Even if it was just their own, they'd probably still be downstairs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I think it was what? 800 per floor. Like it was 800 yeah. on the main floor. Yeah. Eight twelve, I think it was. Eight twelve, yeah. Yeah, and so it had kitchen nook, entry, great room, powder, yeah, um, which isn't a ton of stuff. But yeah, eight hundred is 
It's cozy. Yeah. I mean, you. it's funny because I remember I found a architect that designed a house in California, and it was like a 4,800-square-foot house. And I said, make make this really small. <laughs> you remember that? I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> I said, I love this layout. Just make it smaller. <laughs> I probably just looked at you for a really long time, didn't say anything. <laughs> no, but it, it did turn out great. I mean, most people, when they walk in, they, they do like the flow of it because it is open concept to the kitchen and and. Uh, living room yeah so it's it does feel feel big uh for the amount of square footage it does have so uh kudos to you that's oh, it was good thanks stuff. man yeah 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 mine is kind of a similar thing like I, I think our house i was really trying to pinch pennies um and this is when the housing market was way down too so we didn't really know <laughs> how things we built our first one i want to say like 2000 10 2012 somewhere in there our kids were little little um so the housing market was like recovering so we were like yeah really trying to pinch and stuff and um yeah the main floor plan was tight um i remember too i we had a couple furniture pieces um that we really wanted to like design in to the plan and then realized like we hated the spot of yeah. them. Like this desk is one of them. We wanted this desk in the kitchen. And so I built this like drywall niche and like there's an arch above and stuff. And like, oh, we don't need a desk in the kitchen. That's actually an awful idea because you just dump crap there yeah, all the time. Do. And it's just a catch all. And you never actually want to be working at that desk in the kitchen. Like that's the worst spot to work. Um, and then you can't really move it because you've got all the drywall and stuff. Like I don't want to remodel just to move that desk. Right. So I would say like we over over specified that main floor and got really, really tight with it. And we shouldn't have Yeah, so just made it more flexible, more options. Yeah. I, my wife though, she's been really good about with the square footage we have and the, and the amount of kids and the, you know, everything that we, that comes along with having children with clothes and all that stuff. She's been really good about like organization <clears throat> and keeping things like finding ways to organize so that the space doesn't look cluttered. Yeah, it still it still has a good flow. You know what I mean? Is that's, your wife a naturally organized person? I would say yeah. Yeah, so I think that's something people don't consider when they're choosing a floor plan. Um, is how organized do you naturally live your life? There's things like like the desk is a perfect example where we're kind of a naturally unorganized family. Like the, my wife is more than myself, but. Um, kind of a naturally unorganized family. And so when we have spots to put crap, put crap goes there. Yeah. Um, and so you really got to think through what surfaces you're putting places and really the yeah. storage into it. For sure. Um, yeah. What other like storage stuff is she doing? Uh, like for closets and stuff like that, the different stuff she'll buy from like Ikea and like going up instead of out you yeah know what i mean like using wall space for you know like in our laundry room uh i mean i did build the it's kind of like gas pipe shelving so it oh has cool like, so it's like a small area but it has like a lot of shelves where she could put baskets on so she's good about like you know you can make a shelf and then just put a bunch of crap on it and it looks really unorganized or you can make it look organized with baskets and stuff like that which does kind of create more of a feel of like Oh, this is nice in here. Yeah. And so like, oh, look at all the soaps and brushes and dog food. and you know what I Yeah, mean? So, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think organ being organized really helps get the bang for the buck out of a small floor plan, too. For sure. Um, I will say, though, that this, I, I do appreciate the size of my house. I know that I said I'd go bigger. I do appreciate it still to this day just because when you do have a smaller house, it does limit 
the like waste like oh buying, that's a great point buying more oh like we got to fill the space yeah you know what i mean so it's like the stuff we buy we got to really love it you yeah know what i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> because it's not like we're just going to throw it somewhere and like just make use out of it <clears throat> okay so confession time um bring it <laughs> my wife hates this i have <laughs> i have this like pile of cardboard boxes i save all my boxes because I, I sell a lot of stuff on ebay i'm like well the ebayers really want the box we're gonna resell yeah. the mic so <laughs> i save all these and i save amazon boxes too because i'm like i need an amazon box to ship it in and it is it has morphed into a nice little pile that had a handful of boxes in it that we moved with us to just like this box monster and it takes up like half the basement and oh, wow. she's she's mentioned a handful of times like when are when are we going to take a day and really clean out that area because i just keep i put more boxes there today and i don't need them yeah well that's it's time to have a fire man yeah so <laughs> that's one of the downsides of having too much basement storage yeah for sure yeah what, what is like the most favorite part of your house that you built like the if you can name one thing oh yeah um because that one house, I remember you had like, for the kids, you had like an area where they could like run through the closets and stuff. I'm like, I want to play in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so w the way that house worked out, the front door, it was like a U-turn staircase. And the front door was at the the middle of the turn. So it was halfway between, kind of like a bi-level, but it was halfway between the floors. So on each floor, we had like half a story on the very top floor and in the basement, we had a half a story that we could play with. Mm. So in the basement, we did a little like arch opening and the like a kid's cubby. They played down there so much. It's crazy. Just a little hole in the wall and the kids are like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, and then same in the upstairs, there was a little closet and you could crawl up from their bedroom and it was just four feet tall all the way up by the ceiling and we stored some boxes back there. But again, the kids thought it was awesome. Um, so yeah, stuff like that was really fun to do. Um, I loved our concrete countertops. I'd definitely do them again. Um, Those were cool. We probably won't. Well, my wife didn't love them. She would probably want more like cores or something that just looks clean all the time because concrete never really looks clean. You just kind of got to get used to it. Right. If you leave coffee there, it's going to stay there forever. Wine, if it spills. We've spilled strawberries on it, I think. And Even with the, like a, a, a different type of sealer? Yeah, like, I think it's so. Just, okay. it, it's just so porous that it even the sealer, it minim minimizes some of it, but not all of it. Gotcha. Um. So yeah, but they were cool. They like never cracked or anything. Um, I love the finishes in that house. We did like gray cabinets, acacia floors, um, concrete counters, then butcher block on the island. Like I would definitely do that again. Yeah. Um, even though like the concrete and butcher block were kind of higher maintenance, is still, I just loved how it turned out. Yeah. I didn't really care. For sure. What no, about you? I hear that with the we put butcher block in our kitchen. Oh and, yeah, that's right. And. Uh, I just bought it from Menards, I think, because butcher block can get like crazy pricey depending on like the how thick it is. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. And, Men and Menards, IKEA is like the the cheapest, right? Menards has like uh, I think it's an inch and a half. Yeah, and it's it's fairly inexpensive. It's not like a crazy. We price just got this <laughs> island top. It was three by six. I think it was two hundred fifty bucks, mm -hmm. which is not bad at all no. if you're factoring compared to quartz or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the bad thing about you know having wood for a countertop in an area where you're using moisture and even if you seal it, like I sealed it, um, my dishwasher broke and, uh, for like three days, my wife was washing the dishes and putting them on like a, a dry towel or whatever, yep. you know, things. 
and she saturated it like really bad and it <laughs> ruined the countertop <laughs> until this day it's still oh man still looks pretty icky so for those uh people looking to get butcher blocks just uh just be mindful of of that because sometimes it is better just to spend the extra buck because then six years later you're going to be replacing it with quartz you, you're really not gonna like you're right. it's gonna last a very long time or granite you know granite's a good, yeah. good product <clears throat> do but, you have any issues with it away from the water uh i would say no no okay so it's held up fine. yeah yeah, yeah it's it's fine the the i can't remember what i used what type of sealer i used it had good ratings that's all i knew and oh, i just cool. i put it on there you had given me i think your leftover sealer oh from yeah your butcher block because yeah. we were building at the same time um but yeah back to my favorite part of my house is definitely my screen and porch in the backyard for me like i always am like very shocked when people build you know seven hundred thousand dollar house and their outdoor living space is just like nothing yeah just a patio on grade yeah, yeah. like for me i'm just like what you know like <laughs> right. I, I would like totally spend like a hundred thousand on my backyard just yeah like, you know what i mean so um yeah, the screen and porch, we, like we that's like probably the most used room spring, summer, and fall. Maybe in the winter sometimes I'll go out there, like I have a little heater that I'll put on and just like I just like being outside. So that's so money. So we live in the Midwest. We're up by Chicago. Um and yeah, we get cold winters, but it's not like crazy. But yeah. Um what did you do? How did you finish it? Uh we uh we use that Easebury system. Uh it's from Menards. Uh this the story is that do you remember when we were building and and you, you guys were like, yeah, we're, we're, uh, Steiner's gonna offer you build build you a house, and I was like, for reals, yeah. And that, <laughs> I think at first I said I'm gonna go talk to my wife. I didn't say yes right away because I was like really at that time I you know lost my house. It was like you said like 08 stuff, and like I didn't have yeah. a job. And then when I got with Steiner, I was working full time. But like I was like it was still in my head, right? Like, oh man, I don't want to do that again, you right? Know? right. So, <laughs> and I mean, and that goes in line with why I didn't actually uh want to build a big house and have a big heavy mortgage right yeah so, yeah totally <clears throat> um but yeah when you guys had asked me uh and then i said yeah and then you and uh, ryan were like and you can have whatever you want out of storage because it's not being used anyways oh yeah and i was like everything remember <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i think the next day i i just took whatever I knew I could use. So um, one of those things was the Easebury system that a homeowner. Uh, one yeah, of the, we had just ripped it out of somebody's Yeah, like house. one of the PMs uh, ordered the wrong panels and they were special order. Yeah. And to return them, it would have been like, like we would have got nothing back. Yeah. It would have been like nil. So yeah. So I, I was like, I'm taking those. So Easebury system um, on the back porch. It has like, it's like a five track window system. So like it, it has the screen, but it also has like this plexi, like very flexible. Oh, uh, cool! So like when you shut them, there's like obviously in the wintertime, if you, they're shut, there no no cold air is blowing on you. So yeah, um, love that. Love, and then you just got one of like the propane space heaters. Yeah, uh, just a propane space heater for now. Actually, this this fall, uh, me and my wife have been talking about uh, getting something that's more like permanent. So that we just like kind of flip it on and maybe something like one of those wall ones, like yeah. kind of like put it up higher, yeah, and then just run the fans <clears throat> to yeah. kind of uh, push the call. heat around, yeah. So, but yeah, that 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 porch, man. So I'm just I'm just saying it from if if you're gonna build a house, think about outs outside, yeah, because that 
the outdoor space, I mean, unless you don't like being inside, unless you're like the type of person that never has their window open and, and, and yeah. just, you know, I mean, obviously right. that's your perspective and that's how you like living. But like, if you enjoy outside, definitely think about your outdoor space. I mean, cover, cover porch in the back. Remember you built the cover porch in the front. I mean, we hang out in both of those porches, like watching that's the kids, awesome. watching yeah. the kids in the front, playing basketball, doing the thing. And then out, out back if the kids are playing and we're just chilling or we're out, you know, obviously we play with our kids too. We're not just sitting on the couch, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying it's just a nice feature. Like just when so you heard that internet, yeah, Tony plays yeah, with his I kids. I do play with my children. They're, I just, I just put up a volleyball net in the backyard. So, um, nice. I'm getting good at bump, set and spike. You know what I'm nice. saying? You know what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's, that is my favorite part, um, of my house. We are actually currently uh, finishing the basement, uh, for the kids. We're going to take the TV out of the, uh, living room and make that more of a reading area more yeah. of a talking area uh, no distractions you know right, what i mean right. um so the tv is going to go in the basement once that's done uh bmp where you at need your drywall next week no. <laughs> <laughs> is that the drywall contractor <laughs> Um, but yeah, so everybody uh, at them. <laughs> they have an Instagram? No, they don't. Of course not. But, no local contractors have it. No local subs have Instagram. Yeah, but he's a great, he's a great guy. Um, but the uh, the whole idea is to get uh, an area for like distraction zone. You know, yeah. what, if they want to play video games, watch a movie. If we're all down there as a family, I plan on putting like a karaoke with singing and stuff like that just where people can get loud and do you want to sing obnoxious. something right now yeah i do actually <laughs> did you prepare no prepare a song it's on my side <laughs> yes it is no, that's all i got nice. that's all i remembered i will not be singing <laughs> and uh i'm sure everyone regrets that i did <laughs> <laughs> i don't think anyone regrets that um i want to circle back to something you said and we need to talk about it it just cracks me up Every builder ever in the history of building has a warehouse of stuff that they will never, ever use and keep moving around. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's totally, so, such a waste of money. I know. It was the exact same <laughs> thing when I went to Minnesota. Like, oh, we got this dryer that the client didn't want, and it just sits there for yeah. years, yeah. and no one takes it. No one knows what to do with it. It's hilarious. Yeah, we, we've, been, uh, we've been better about that. <clears throat> um, your pops has been really more advantageous to getting rid of stuff instead of like storing it. Yeah. <clears throat> Unless we absolutely know we can use it. Yeah. Like, like we've been sending like detailed lists of things that we have so that the people that are doing the ordering can actually look at that list and say, Oh yeah, this, this actually is the same thing. Yeah. Or obviously with a spec home, that's like the best time to use anything and everything. Right. But the problem is when selections are in charge of that and they don't want to use something. Yeah, the granite mean? you picked three years ago. Yeah, it's so probably like, oh old and gross, so ugly. <laughs> three years old. Yes, ill. <laughs> it definitely happens though. Yeah, <laughs> you always think you're going to use it, and then you never do. Mm-hmm. So, message to builders out there: just get rid of just that. Just sell it. Sell yeah. it. Facebook Marketplace. I love. I love walking into your house with money for your mom. Like just handing her like a, like a load of like sometimes six hundred, seven hundred yeah. bucks. She's like, where's that from? I'm always like, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Tony is saying my literal mom. So my mom runs the books for the company that Tony works for. Uh, (laughs) So that's kind of hilarious. You just bring her money. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's so smart. You're so good at like the eBay and Facebook stuff. Like just get rid of the crap. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it clears the mind. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's no different than even in your home, right? Like you just, you hold on to stuff. What's the saying? If it doesn't serve you, get rid of it. Yeah. Like if if you look at it and just like makes you somewhat anxious, like, oh, 
just toss it or give it away or are we talking about my boxes in the basement again yeah yeah we're back to the boxes <laughs> crap i think i i think i do need just to think get twice about giving it to goodwill though that guy's you know he's asking for my money every time i shop there <laughs> i donate bags and bags of stuff and then i shop there and then they ask if i want to round up it's kind of annoying <laughs> but maybe yeah <laughs> touche but but good good on them for trying to you know pinch everything out of us that's <laughs> <laughs> i give them props you know murica murica <laughs> for sure um is there anything you've had to warranty on your house i'm sure there is what is it um, how long ago did you build it it'll be seven years in seven December. years yeah um not not anything drastically no i mean just adjusting doors and uh just just got a stair squeak i gotta fix that that's how do you fix a stair squeak uh, I use a, a kit. It's called Squeak No More Kit. <clears throat> it's a scored screw. It comes with a tool so that you know, typically when you screw into carpet and you if you take the the bit and the head of the screw all the way in it, it'll fray the carpet. So this this kit has a screw that is scored so that uh, when you put it inside the it, it's it's basically like a guide that it'll stop the screw at a certain point and leave the head up and then that that screw head just pops off. Oh, it, so you don't step on it or anything. Yeah, so like oh. it goes, it, it the the guide helps it go to the scored edge, and then the head pops off. That's awesome. And then there's no carpet fraying or anything like that. What was that called? Uh, I think it's called Squeak No More. Squeak Kit. No More. Oh, they gonna... saw them at Home Depot at the at the end cap of like where the screws are. Um, typically, though, I only buy the kit at a big box store. But if you would, if you want to buy the screws there. I would recommend just going online and buying them on Amazon because they're like, you can get, I think, six times the amount that are at Home Depot for the screws for the same price. Oh, okay. What's the kit get you the screws? I think it's only like 50 screws. Okay. So you get way more on Amazon. Big ups to Amazon. Nice. That's another. <laughs> Big ups. Yeah. Amazon need, wants to sponsor they, the they podcast. Need, they need my help. They need my help. <laughs> Bezos, you listening? Bezos. <laughs> um, that's awesome, though. I'm sure that's something people never think about. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of things sweet. that you know I run into that most most people are very intrigued about how how things are fixed, and they they realize how easy it is. It's you know yeah. the, the mind is like saying, oh, I can't do that, right? But then once they see it, they're like, oh, I could have done that. Right. Like, yes, you could have. <laughs> Next time you can do it. <laughs> um, are you often teaching clients uh, when you're in houses yeah, with it, them? It depends. Like, so the clients I really do enjoy working for are the ones that are very, you know, personable and they, they, they you know, you can have a little bit of a conversation, get to know them. Like my whole idea of with warranty is always like to build the trust of the homeowner. Like right. I'm not there just to kind of just in and out like i want them to know that i'm a person and i i care for their home yeah you know like yeah, yeah. i care for the product and i want to make sure that they're satisfied so building a relationship with them helps them to build trust that things are going to get taken care of so yeah. that's kind of like how i how i go about it and i do care for people like i'm not like just doing it as an act um but the people that like follow me around it it's pretty annoying <laughs> i thought you were gonna go the other way with no it. <laughs> no so like you know like have the conversation, right? Like, yeah. hey, how you doing? How are things? You know, some people don't want to talk. That's fine. Whatever. Right. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, not a lot, but there's uh, there's certain people that just want to follow me around and, like, watch 
every single thing that I'm doing. And not to say that like I'm a nervous person when they're doing that, but it's just like, it's annoying. Yeah. It's like, cause if something does happen, like I may be made a boo-boo. Yeah. I know how to fix the boo-boos. Yeah. But then they're going to like make it even worse. Like, Oh, it was that supposed to happen. Yeah. You know, I'm like, no, that pipe is supposed to be squirting water. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's fine. It's get, fine. <laughs> get the mop. No, but yeah, that's, I don't, I don't typically like teach homeowners like how to do things so that I don't have to come back. I yeah. always, I always, I always tell them like, it's my bread and butter, you know, I'm here for you guys, you know, for the entire year. So that's yeah, cool. it's good. I mean, I've met so many people. I mean, like in Valpo when I'm like walking around, like my wife's like, you, like, you know, everybody. Like, it's just people that we build for. I think you're everybody's favorite guy in the build cycle because, like, if you, if you actually show up, they're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you. that's, yeah. Because I don't think people expect that their builder is actually going to warranty anything. Yeah, that's the great thing about Steiner Homes is they, you know, Dan and Val, they, they both care for the product and the satisfaction of the homeowners. So it's it's not like they don't want to, like, make it so, like, oh, well, just make it do it as cheap as possible. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just yeah, like yeah. make it right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It makes my job so much easier because I just gotta make it right. You know what I mean? Whatever yeah. whatever happened, you know, whatever happened, I gotta spend this money to to make it happen to fix it. So um yeah, that's that's been a very uh good thing for me and an easy process for me to take care of homeowners. I don't know, what did I start off with? I forget what I was talking about. Walking homeowners around the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was just I was just saying that like it's it's a good it's a good thing uh to take uh take care of homeowners in, in that way where they don't feel like uh because most builders out there they do not have a warranty manager. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like Danville, they take they they take care of their the people whoever builds with Steiner, they take care of them. Yeah. You know, and they they put me in charge of that 40 hours a week and there's not a lot of especially like Maybe like production builders, they do have like the warranty yeah, managers where there's hundreds of houses and they're they're taking care of all those right. those things. But right. like, not all semi custom builders have like a a warranty guy that's just strictly warranty to if take care of all If you're doing five to twenty houses a year, you don't have a dedicated warranty person. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and you, what Steiner's forty to fifty usually? Yeah, I mean. Semi custom. I hope for that, but I don't hope for that anymore. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm hoping for like thirty to forty tops. You know, that's yeah, yeah, it's the range is good. I mean, with with the employees we have, I mean, I would say that you know, forty to fifty would probably be a a good good range for sure. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's something to know too when building. Like if you're working with a smaller smaller builder, you might not get somebody like you. Yeah. That shows up. It might be the project manager. The project manager might just forward you to right. the plumber. Right. Like, if something they, goes wrong. Like the homeowner yeah. has to manage it themselves type of thing. Yeah. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but managing managing the contractors to do the warranty work is probably more of your job than physically being on site and fixing stuff. Is that right? Yeah. I would say it's probably 60, 40. Yeah. Maybe a little bit higher than that. But yeah, yeah. it's it's a lot of chasing, mm-hmm. which, you know, we do have good trades out there, you know, our plumbers, uh, the electricians we use, um, HVAC techs, they're like, you know, my, my whole saying is if they don't have a secretary, don't hire them. That's kind of like, I always tell that to the, because it's like, it just, it just means that I'm going to be calling the guy that's actually working. 
Right. He's and on some good, other site. Good yeah, luck trying care. to yeah. get him back. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. But you have, if you have a company that has a secretary, and there's certain you know trades out there that you're not going to be able to find someone like. There are. I mean, I'm sure there's siding companies that do have secretaries, but they're a little more hard to find in our region. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's th- those those are that makes it easy on me. I literally just like when I'm done with the house, I have a laptop now on my truck, a little workstation. Uh, big ups to Zach. Um, <laughs> Zach is my bro. For those <laughs> of you that don't know, my younger brother. <laughs> so um, that has made it a lot easier for me. Uh, I have been asking for one for a long time though. <laughs> Um, that I, don't has, th- I don't think he listens to the podcast. That's so fine. We don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't ask him. I, I was asking other people. <laughs> Zach was the one that got it done. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so Zach should listen to the yeah. podcast. What's up, missing Zach? Out. No. Uh, so be- being able to, you know, go into a house, do the walkthrough, uh, take care of the things I have to do, and then file all the work orders that need to be, you know, because obviously the whole idea is to like not lose more money for Steiner, right? We yeah. want to, we want to make trades responsible for what they have done wrong mm-hmm. or right. things that are not working. Um, so when I get back to my truck, now I can just get to the workstation in my truck. I have this little thing that hangs over the steering wheel, has the mouse and, you know, I've kind of feel like a state trooper a little bit, <laughs> not hundred percent, but I'm, I'm almost there. <laughs> I can see you as a state trooper. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's always been a dream of yours. <laughs> Not really, not really. Oh, I, d- okay. I do protect and serve, though. Yeah. Yeah, my family. That's about <laughs> it. Um, so uh, being able to just shoot the work orders out right after I'm done with the job has been very uh, beneficial and, and time efficient, you know, because yeah. what I used to do is, like, I'd have to, t- you know, i take all these notes um, on, because the, the homeowners, they, they file out a warranty request form, and that's basically the gist of their list of what they got, so that when I'm able to go into a house take care of uh, their items and then go back to the truck and just shoot out all these work orders. And then I'm done. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. So much better. Yeah. Kind of sweet topic. Sorry. It's fine. This is what this <laughs> podcast is for. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything on your house that I designed that you either didn't know was going to look like that or be like that or didn't like? Mm. I know this is a while back. I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, I'd say the only thing that I probably regret, just be, just for the sake of my wife, is it was my fault. It actually wasn't your fault. The way you designed it was what it, what I told you, how the laundry room is. Phew. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that you did that... Okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like So we can still keep podcasting? And yeah, I mean, like, anything that I questioned, you were very accommodating and changed you know like i wanted the deeper garage you know like because i wanted to be able to have tools and, and then yeah. you made it a little wider i remember that like you, you made the t- uh, garage wider for me um i should have put the third bay though yeah i should have put the third bay with no garage door so then i can have like my workshop with my tools yeah. and stuff like that I, I, I definitely regret that smart where um, do your kids bikes go that i have a shed in the back like it's well yeah. actually it's, it's it's an x uh goat shed remember i had goats and stuff uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so we had the goats the females on one side and the males on the other then obviously i don't have goats anymore if their bikes are in there but uh the, they're all in the in the shed out back but the washer and dryer was laundry the, room yes yeah so the washer and dryer i wanted them stackable to save room so that next to it i can have the little folding station in the cabinet above it yeah and um my wife doesn't like that so I am going to have to change that. So I do regret <laughs> <laughs> She um, wa- She wants them side by side with a 
you know, some type of counter on top of it with yeah. two cabinets so that she could fold and put the laundry on top and then have all of her stuff. Are they just front load units that you... Yeah. Yeah. And so my wife didn't like the stackable either because we did something really similar in our house. Did okay. a stackable counter next to it. And we found, because we're both short people, we found, especially my wife, <laughs> couldn't couldn't see what she was selecting on the top. What would be the washer? Would be mm. up top. She couldn't see what she was selecting, so she just had to like memorize the button pattern. Permanent get, press every yeah, time <laughs> to get it to wash. Um, so yeah, I mean that's one. It's because I'm showing a lot of stackables and plans now. I think almost all my even in closets, no. Yeah, custom high end plans. Almost all of them are putting a stackable in their master primary closet. Yeah. Um, and I think it's smart. And then they do the main laundry upstairs. You know, mm-hmm. if it's a like main floor master, or whatever. Um, yeah, it's super smart, but just think through, like, if you are short, think through Yeah, you, you still do, do they still stuff. do a lot of shoots, like uh, laundry shoots? Is that I haven't done a shoot in a while. Yeah, they're kind of going away because people are doing two. Or okay. or they'll do the side-by-side, just a closet in, in the kids' area for okay. the laundry. Um, and then, yeah, stackable in the master. Yeah, right on. For right shizzle. On. For shizzle. What else you got? I don't know. What else you got? Let's talk about stuff. Let's talk about building and stuff. How long have we been going? I don't know. I don't know how to even check. I'm going to get up. Don't get up. Don't get up. You're going to ruin the shot. <laughs> what do we got here? 33 minutes. Nice. Boom. This is a, this is official podcasting. We're talking about how long we've been oh, podcasting. Man. 33 minutes. 34 <laughs> now. <laughs> you guys want to just listen to us count? <laughs> nice. Um, what is the most annoying thing to warranty on a house? Mm. Certain people. (laughs) 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 I would say nothing's annoying to me. It's just the, it's just certain personalities. Like I'm not like, no matter who you are and how you feel about certain things, I, I try to be just caring. And yeah, you know what I mean? But certain things where it's just like, really, is that really a problem? Yeah. You know, like Jim Gaffigan says, there's kids dying in Africa. <laughs> there's starvation still. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, type right, of thing. Right. Like, or you're just like, is that really that big of a deal? And then like the, I would say the most annoying thing is to fix something that really isn't an issue, but it takes so much to fix it. Like, yeah, you know, like a chip tile or something that's in the, on the wall that uh, in the shower in a custom shower that's so tiny and minute it doesn't it's not going to cause anything right but we got to rip it out with a thin set that is never supposed to be ripped out possibly causing more damage to other tile you know what i'm saying yeah. like that type of thing would would say is it's frustrating for me you yeah. know what i mean to have to and i get it like i said everybody has their own perspective they want the taj mahal in their house and they're, 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 everything needs to be perfect that's that's their mo. That's that's how they're living. I'm not gonna knock it. It's obviously just not my my personality. Yeah, you know, things things uh things break. Things get dented. The really annoying part is when like certain people are like that in the beginning, and then you go to their one year, and then their house is like trashed. <laughs> <laughs> like i wasn't seeing that one coming <laughs> i thought this was gonna be a perfect yeah like not a speck of dust in the house there's like 
scratches all over the floor from the dogs, dents, and you know what I mean? Like yeah. That, that can be like, oh, yeah. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that, that's pretty much it. What about you with CAD? That's like, uh, I'm sure that there's people that ask you to do things that you don't. Like most annoying thing? I, I, I try And I to, want you to mention names of the people. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My clients are listening. Um I I try and I feel like as I've grown, I've done a lot better job of setting expectations and like I really try to avoid I would say changes after the bid set and or permit set goes out. I feel like there's they're always a mess because it's my job to make sure everything's right and if it's not right it's my fault, which yeah. I get and I take ownership for. But on the flip side, it's a lot easier to make a mistake after the bid permit set has gone out because there's just so much more detail in the drawings. Yeah. So if you're moving a window, there's a lot of things that cascade that you also have to think about and, and change. I'd so much rather the client have moved that window when we were still in schematics talking about the, sure. the plan and layout. And then afterward, it just it opens yourself up to a lot of mistakes and missed things. Because not only, not only do I have a greater potential to m- make a mistake, but if the builder has sent the bid set out, there's now confusion the rest of the project right because what plans they got yeah the the plumber has a plan <laughs> do you know that the plumber re-uploaded the new plan when the builder sent it out the second time or did they miss that email and not even look at it they're rarely in front of their computers they're usually on site working as we've talked about you know so like there's all those little things that can cause can cause problems and i would just really encourage people get it tight and dialed before you go to construction set um because yeah it gets really messy after yeah. um I actually don't mind the revisions as long as we're working towards something. Sure. And sometimes I get a vibe when like, and I even tell clients this when we start, like if you're, if we're at the third revision and you start to send me other plans and other stuff and like new inspiration photos that you didn't send me the first time around, right, right. we need to have another conversation. Like that's kind of frustrating too. It's like, I thought we were designing toward this, but you're saying we're over here at a totally different direction. Um, yeah, that gets hard to deal with. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, but yeah, for the people that are working towards something, even if, like I said, I include three standard revisions in my standard agreement. If they go to the fourth and the fifth revision, even the, the sixth or whatever, as long as they're like, oh, we, we realize this one door needs to be flipped, I'd still rather do that revision and flip it for them for free than yeah, yeah. Um, have a mess later. Sure. So yeah, that's probably it. It's understandable. Yeah. People, people, people. People, people, people. It's a, it's a big, it's a big deal though. It's a lot of money, and yeah. you know, some, some of these people are building for the first time. It's their right. dream home. I get it. Right. I get the whole concept of it. You know, like the, the anxiety that can come with it. You know, yeah. like purchasing something and wanting it to be perfect. I, I can completely appreciate that. Yeah. <clears throat> and designing a custom house, I've realized, takes so much trust. Like I realize how much clients trust me that it's just going to work out mm-hmm. <laughs> they put a lot of faith in my hands and so when they say hey we've thought about this floor plan we can't we can't sleep you know <laughs> we need that door two feet over or whatever it could be the littlest thing i'm like i again would so much rather do it just have them love their house sure than be stingy about oh, i'm gonna have to charge you 50 bucks for that to move that door right. like i try to not do that stuff no yeah for sure it's understandable you doing uh how many builders you you working for right now? Not a ton. It's I mean it's slowed down some this year. Yeah. Um 
you know, we've all seen that. Um, I think there's, there's three or four local builders that are still roughly consistently calling me. Um, you know, and then I'm not working, I guess one buddy in Colorado who's a builder, um, that'd be my only out of state builder I'm working with. Um, no, actually there's two builders, one in Waco, Texas. Oh yeah. Um, cool. Was also working with me, but we've only done one house so far. So yeah, it's a handful of local builders and then a bunch of, not a bunch, but some national projects all over the place. And then do you have like people just coming to you? There's like wanting to design, like just, just yeah, a, just a Joe blow off the street. Yeah. From like Instagram and TikTok and That's stuff. Cool. Yeah. It, it is cool. And, um, it's fun because I can be just like, because there's been enough volume of people reaching out through those channels. I've, been able to be pretty selective and just take the ones that I like really love and I'm really sure yeah. are excited to work with me and yeah. want to work with me, you know. Um, Give them a psych test. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been ta- I've been telling your dad to do that every time he wants to sign somebody. How are you a Give crazy start, person? Start with a psych test. You know, hey, how you doing? I rarely see, this is why I love being in the position I'm in. Like, I'm a satellite around the construction industry. I'm not like in it, in it, you know. So, Everybody is happy when they meet with me. Even the even the people that end up being nightmare clients are usually okay in the design process because this is the fun, exciting part of the project right, that right. everybody loves. Yep. Um, and so seeing their name on a floor plan and seeing a rendering, like nobody hates that. You know? Sure. Um, sure. So yeah, I don't get too too many like bad or rough clients. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> Tony sees them all after they've been no, through the wood chipper. Most most, most people are are really sweet people. Um, obviously, like I was just saying, with the investment and the timeline, yeah, you know, frustration builds with with people, and it's understandable. Yeah, and that's kind of how I go into it. I don't listen to anybody what they say about a certain person. I don't tr- I don't try to gather any type of like persona of somebody yeah. until I meet them. Yeah, <clears throat> so it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's just kind of like making sure that you know people can be frustrated, obviously, and, and at that point, and they yeah. might bring it to me. But yeah, I'm just gonna listen. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna. I'm never. I'm never like aggressive with people. Yeah, I don't want to fight back because they're right. They're homeowners. They're the, the client. Yeah, you know, I can't like, even though that some some of them like one percent is wrong. Yeah, there's well, only one client ever that I like kind of push back on. Yeah, that was a rough one. Oh boy. That was at Steiner Homes. Yeah, I'm was, not gonna. I'm was, not gonna get into was details. Was it worth it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Never is. Never is. That was not a fun build. Um, <laughs> that was the most stressed I've been with anyone like client interaction. Yeah, yeah, that was was not fun. I hear you. Just about some little document. <laughs> just a little document. That's all that that was missed. Huh? Yeah, just no, just asking for a signature on an extra thing, and oh, okay, kind of blew up. And all right, all right, yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't have asked that question. I'm usually pretty level-headed. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot to get me riled up, like a lot, a lot. You're the same way, though, too, Tony. Yeah, yeah no, I hear you. Um, I don't think either of us I've seen, like, really agitated. Yeah, I don't really – I don't really I, – I try not to. It's not – I mean, obviously, there's a good way of venting your anger, right? Yeah. Um, expressing, right? But, like, there's no no reason to – outburst right yeah yeah that's that's an unhealthy way they actually say that um after you have like a like a a straight anger outburst 
uh, within w- after that in in two hours you have a higher risk of a cardiac arrest. Are you serious? <clears throat> yeah, two hours after you're like if you like hold on to a bunch of anger and resentment and then you blow up. Yeah. You it, you have a very high chance of having cardiac arrest within two hours after that. That's like if it if it. <laughs> Good to yeah. know. Food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> or the people that hold it in, that's that's another bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, you got to express it. I try and get out and be, that's one cool thing that I've got to do from owning my own business is like, I try and get out and be active every day. Yeah. Um, so like a run or a bike ride or something. Um, and that really helps me if I'm like stuck on a design or frustrated about something or. Sure. Even when I feel overloaded, like I find it's more productive to leave and get my brain in a different headspace than it is to just grind on drawings all day. Right, right, right. So I enjoy it. I wish more bosses would let people do that. I know it's tricky, but. Yeah, only in France. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I run a very French company. (laughs) Well, they take like one hour. I think it's maybe it's two hour lunches and one hour breaks. They have like cots, I've heard. Yeah, like nap breaks. You take a nap. Like yeah. that's a, I mean, yeah, we're coffee and I'm down. I, what does America run on? Coffee and cocaine. I mean, Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff, man. I do the ice bath. That's my that's my go to for my wake me up. Oh, nice cold plunge. We well, this past maybe year and a half. This past three months has been like more intense with it. I've been doing pretty much, I think I'm 16 days in a row cold plunging. Dang. Six minutes. Just like jumping a tub with a bunch of ice for six No, minutes? I have a horse trough on my back porch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, awesome. the, the one you buy from Tractor Supply. And then I had the softener uh, on a hose bib in my garage. So I run the cold water, which is basically straight out of my well, which is pretty cold and then i throw a big i bought plastic shoebox uh, containers with the lids and i fill those up with water they're in my chest freezer and i just pull those out it's like ginormous ice cubes in there <laughs> it's pretty cold though. yeah that's intense man yeah love it though it's like once you get out you're like all right let's go do something like there's uh last week i like got out at like six o'clock and i like pulled weeds at like nine <laughs> Because the adrenaline's like so much. <laughs> and with your adrenaline, you're like, yeah, I'm going to pull yeah. some weeds. Yeah, I was like that guy from Mad TV, the coffee guy, you know, like, ah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get these friggin' Just weeds the, out uh, of weeds, here. Weeds, weeds, weeds. <laughs> yeah. But. Oh, gosh. Awesome. Well, cool. Yeah, man. I think we can save more for the next time. We got more stuff to talk about, right? Yeah. We're not done with talking about things. Yeah. We could. I hope Dude, not. there's so many things to talk about. So, so many. Just, it's endless. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank of you, thank you, thank of you, thank you all for listening and watching. Um, I'm Adam. This is Tony. It's a podcast builder versus buyer. If you want to reach out, um, I'm on Instagram and TikTok, and some other stuff maybe at Burnham Design Co. B I R N A M Design Co. You can find me there. Um, the podcast is everywhere. Then check it out on YouTube. Tony, is there anywhere people can get a hold of you? Do you have that stuff set up yet? You don't. No, do I mean at this moment, I don't really want anybody getting a hold of me yet. Okay. Maybe, yeah. maybe they will. Unless you're Bezos, if you're Bezos, <laughs> Jeff Bezos, please. Uh, you probably already know Tony's number, though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, can he just like talk to you through your Alexa? 
I, I, um, that's yeah, I, I, think, I think it is in mine. It's yeah. just in mine. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Direct line straight to him. Voice comes out of your house. So, yeah. Um, we'll get Tony set up with some stuff. But, yeah, if you want to reach out to anything on the show, you can get a hold of me and I'll relay it. Um, any questions or anything for us, feel free to reach out. So, thank you for listening and thanks for being here, Tony. Yeah, man. Thank you. Peace. <laughs>